0: Hi, thanks for joining us today. This is Bonnie Wallace, author of Young Hollywood Actors and the Hollywood Parents Guide. And today my guest on the Hometown to Hollywood podcast is actress Jessica Marie Garcia. Jessica is best known for her roles of Jasmine in the Netflix hit On My Block, Willow in Live and Maddie, and Becky in In the Middle, as well as recurring roles on Diary of a Future President, How to Get Away with Murder, American Princess Starter Pack, Hacking High School, Huge and More. She is a member of the all-female ensemble cast of Batch, a sketch show on Hulu. And I have to—I can't even say Batch without feeling like a valley girl. I love it. <laughs> Feature film, Avenged the Crows, was released on iTunes, where she plays Peaches, starring alongside Danny Trejo and Lou Diamond Phillips. This is Jessica's second time on the podcast. Our last interview was almost exactly four years ago today. Jessica, welcome back.
1: Well, thank you for having me back and happy anniversary. I know, to us. (laughs) It's our podcast anniversary. It is our four-year podcast anniversary. Oh my gosh, it feels so crazy just thinking about where we were four years ago. That's Ah! like a different
0: world you know? I mean, really, it was. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. In a lot of ways, it was. But, a lot um, of ways. But just thinking about you and your life and and the journey that you've been on in the last four years, can you just kind of sketch us in a little bit on what's happened in the last four years?
1: Um, Just, you know, life-changing events, um, <laughs> to <laughs> completely. name a few. But ending live and Maddie, which was probably one of my favorite periods of my entire life you know coming out of that with lifelong friends and family you being one of them Mm. (laughs) and your offspring (laughs) but um, (laughs) but after that it was kind of nerve-wracking because I think for a lot of actors your fear is that you might have like one one moment and that is never promised again so that was really scary um and I was really lucky I stayed busy I I joined I was I joined Betch before, and hearing you say Betch is my favorite thing in the whole world. I just need Betch. to know that. <laughs> Hard E Betches, Betches, who make sketches. Um, <laughs> but I was really lucky to you know work with them, and I was able to write a few sketches and kind of you know spread those wings a little bit. And I think it's really important when you're not acting to try and find other like facets creative 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 wise in order to kind of like grow as an artist um so that was really fun for me and also showed me that writing is something I really want to continue doing and directing and and things of that nature so I kind of want to be like a one-woman show but uh so I was doing Betch, and then I was lucky enough to still be auditioning not really getting all the auditions I wanted or like the parts that I was you know really wanting so it was a little tough and then On My Block came around, and it's funny because I didn't get this audition. Victoria Morales from Live and Maddie, who played Andy, who's one of my best friends, she got the audition for, for uh, Jasmine. And she was like, girl, you need to read this pilot, and this is not me. This is you. And I was like, oh, okay. So I read it, and I literally just, I mean, I fell on the floor. I loved it so much. I felt like I had seen so many of these, like this entire cast of characters being side characters in everyone else's story. So the fact that I was able to see them be leads in their own story was so amazing to me. And then seeing Jasmine felt too close to home. (laughs) And it's funny because when I read her, I could see how so many people would maybe kind of dismiss her as like, oh, she's funny. She's, you know, this ridiculous character and i saw so much more than that because i related to her so much so i knew that she was kind of putting on a facade in order to have this like co- like this confident shield in order for you not to penetrate her emotionally yeah so i loved that about her and i felt like that was something that hadn't really been explored on television before you only saw that character that walked in and out and left so i got i asked um my agent who you know <laughs> I do. If, uh, if I, you know, if there was a possibility for me to audition and they reached out and they were like, yeah. And then that took a spin. And it's funny because if it wasn't for Live and Mad, even it wasn't for Betch, I don't think I would have had the confidence to play Jasmine because I was improving back and forth in that audition. And that's not always something that, you know, you're encouraged to do but I feel like I'm in the point in my career where I'm like, this is how I would do it. And if you want me to do it, this is how it would be. So I stopped being a casting director. And I know you know what that means. It's like, yeah. I feel like so many actors go into a room already deciding what they would want to pick, who they would want to pick. And uh, I stopped doing that. I I stopped pretending like oh maybe if i change everything about who i am and i become this person then they'll pick me because i think this is who they want and it's like no somebody lives in that better than me so if i got this character how would i do this how would i who what kind of character would i want to play in this instead of necessarily going you know they want her to look like this they want her to sound like this
0: i i it makes all the sense in the world. I love so much the way you articulated that because that's exactly what Dove did when she got the roles for Liv and Maddie. She walked in, she's like, I know, I know what they want for this, but I'm going to do it my way and mm-hmm. they're going to like it or they're not, but either way it's good. And there's something, oh, right? No, really though. That's when everything mm-hmm. just turned for her professionally. And I think there's something very powerful when an actor gets to that place, and it's interesting that you said that maybe it took, you know, some seasons on *Liv and Maddie* and some seasons on Betch to to get yourself to the point of confidence where you could say, you know what, I'm not going to second guess myself here. I'm going to do it the way I see this mm-hmm. and trust. Well, her. you you even
1: know how neurotic I was as Willow, like just being terrified. It was like, was that funny? I don't think that was funny. Like I I I, I, I ruined it. Like that joke's going to be gone tomorrow. Like I'm I'm nothing. And those were like, those times were so painful for me that I was like, if I want to continue to act, I have to do what I love about acting. And that's choosing, making those choices and performing. And I just didn't want to continue to put myself down before I even said anything because I was so worried about not being enough. So by the time I auditioned for Jasmine, I was like, I am enough. If you Like I have worked enough shows. I have been on television enough to know that I'm supposed to be here. And now it's just whether or not you see me for this part. If you don't see me for this part, that doesn't mean that I am less than, you know, who I was when I came in. It's just, you don't. it's just not your vision. And that's fine. I think it's easy as an actor because you feel so hard that you take every audition emotionally and personally because it takes so much out of you to learn those lines, to feel those, those emotions, to play those parts, you know? So it's a very, what we do is very, very vulnerable. So, um, it's, it it took a lot to get here. I think. Well, I answered your question at all, but I feel like I just went on a rampage.
0: No. And perfect because it gave (laughs) me chills because, because in fact, You were the number one most recurring guest star on Live and Maddie. There were 80 episodes in total. You were on 36 of them, I think. You were basically, basically a series regular. And then the thing that is, of course, so poetic and beautiful is, is Jasmine was originally a guest star in season one of on my block and they were so knocked out by you and what you brought to that character and how Mm -hmm. people fell in love with the character that you created that they made you a series regular for seasons two and three i'm so proud of you i'm so proud of you and i'm so happy for you thank you it's
1: really you know i it's 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 so weird to hear you say that. I think I'm like the worst at taking compliments because it's definitely I want them. I live for the compliments. But when you actually get them, especially from people that you admire and know, just don't freely give them away. Uh, it it means a lot to me. It's just it's hard to swallow. It's hard to realize. Like it, whenever I watch a show that I'm in, it's a show until I get there, and then I'm like, oh, now it's a high school play. <laughs> like it's like so weird. Like I still don't see. Like the fact that like being a part of Disney history, being a part of Netflix history, like is so, it it is so surreal to me. So I pinch myself all the time. Um, But I think it's also because I am a little late to the game and uh, I just know what it's like not to work. And I know what it's like to wait tables when you're also like on a show. So I know how easily this can not be the case. So I'm just, you know, really grateful and just constantly reminding myself that this is like not normal and <laughs> this is a blessing
0: it's so special and, and I, I i don't talk a lot about you know specific projects because i i do try and have the podcast be sort of as timeless as possible as evergreen as possible but at the same time you guys really are making history with on my block And I just have to say, you know, I know I'm not the demographic that this show is designed for at all, (laughs) at all. And I I know what, okay, middle-aged white woman. But um, I love the show, I love it. And it's, I just find it like every aspect of it is so well done, it's so compelling. It's so darn good and it just makes me so happy. It's like, wow, they're reaching me with this. It's like, okay, look what an amazing show it is.
1: Oh, that you know? makes me so happy! First of all, thank you so much for watching it. That means the world to me. Um, I I love our show so much. I'm so protective of it, and I think that has so much to do with the fact that I I would have done anything to have a show like this growing up. I it's it's so weird. Like you all, like for me at least, um, I don't, can only speak for myself. But growing up, I didn't realize how much my own story wasn't being told, or how much the lack of representation for me there was on television. It wasn't until I started auditioning that I was like, oh, wow, there really isn't, you know, and they're saying no to you all the time. And you're like, I guess there really isn't a, a a me out there right now. So the fact that there's so there's a generation of young actors and performers who have the confidence to just go, oh, no, no, she did it. I can do it. That's if she right. can stand up there, I can do that. And that just makes me like, that's a priceless
0: thing that's huge I think we talked about that on on our first interview four years ago but how important representation is and how important it is to to see yourself or someone who looks and feels like they could be you up on the screen you know and how powerful Mm -hmm. that can be um speaking of tell me a little bit about growing up in Florida and your early experiences with acting (laughs) (laughs) what did that look like because you didn't Um, like you weren't born here in Los Angeles you had to take a little journey to get here
1: I'm from O-Town, the big 407.
0: (laughs) Hi. With developments unfolding every day, I'm continuing to work to be a source of stability and inspiration in your life. As it's been for over 100 episodes, the Hometown to Hollywood podcast will be there for you. Now, I'm asking you to be there for us. The podcast has been a labor of love for years, and now I'm asking if Hometown to Hollywood has been a friend to you, if it's helped educated, and inspired you, please become a supporter of the podcast. For only $5 a month, the price of a latte, you can become a friend of the podcast and help me afford to continue to do the work that you've come to depend on for honest, insightful interviews that shed light on how to succeed in the entertainment industry. If you can afford it, pitch in $10 a month and become a good friend of the podcast, Your support helps supplement the people who can only give $5 a month. Join now. Just go to hometowntohollywood.supportingcast.fm. That's hometowntohollywood.supportingcast.fm. And in just two clicks, you can have access to the rest of this incredibly informative conversation as well as each upcoming episode and the entire collection of over 100 past episodes. Now, if you can't afford $5 a month to subscribe, the first 10 minutes of every episode will still be available for free. Subscribers will get the full episodes delivered to their inbox. Thank you. I appreciate your support, and I can't wait to share the exciting upcoming conversations with you.